Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 239. Today is May 26th, 2023, two days until my wife's birthday. Things are going down. We're going to have fun. I'm excited. Everyone say happy birthday to Lauren. Either you can find her on Facebook or Instagram, and you can say happy birthday to her on Sunday, or you can say it now. That's cool, too. Uh, I'm just very excited. I've been planning. I've been planning, you guys. So a lot of fun. Um, Today's show is going to be really good. Uh, It's all about the gift of discerning spirits. What is that? Why is it important? Especially for today, I would say it's very important uh, with a lot of things happening in the world, things that are going to continue to happen. It's very important to be seeking discernment uh, in spirit. So this is going to be really informative, really great. I think you guys are really going to love it. Uh, If you guys are listening on Spotify, make sure to give us a follow on the Elijah Fire podcast on Spotify. That'll really help us out. And of course, rate this if you guys are listening on the app. Wherever you guys are listening to this, you guys can rate, rate it as well if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or whatever. So, uh, Also, I want to remind you guys that uh, because Monday is Memorial Day, we are not going to be here. So we're not going to be having a show on Monday, May 29th. Uh, so it's going to be four shows next week instead of five. Uh, so just to let you know, if you guys are like, oh, I have the day off. You're like one of those lucky ones that get the day off. We get the day off as well, obviously. And you're like tuning in at 2 p.m. Pacific time. And you're like, oh, wait, what's going on? There's no show. So that's why. we. So no show on Monday. And then we're back on Tuesday, back in action on Tuesday. Uh, that's going to be a great show. And I will plug it at the end. A little dangling a little carrot in front of you. Uh, but yeah. Uh, all right. Today's show, we're going to jump right in because we got a lot of ground to cover. It's going to be really, really good. Those who don't know, my guest today is a prophetic voice. He's an author. He's also a Christian YouTuber and content creator. Let's give it up for my guest today, Troy Black. Troy Black. Hey, Jeff. What's up, man? Hey, welcome back to Elijah Fire. Hey, yeah. thanks for having me. I'm Absolutely. just amazed that y'all just are willing to even have me back on. You know? oh, oh. <laughs> I'm just amazed that you say yes every time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. So we're going to be talking about the gift of discerning of spirits. I'm going to let you jump right in and telling people what it is, where it is in scripture, all that good stuff, because it is very much a gift that God gives his people. It's not some made up thing. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So I want to start with a story. This is something that actually happened yesterday. So this is just my experience, obviously, but it may help to give some context for why do we need this gift for one of the reasons why. So I was sitting in a coffee shop with my friend and we were just talking, you know, we're just chatting. And while I'm sitting there, I keep seeing not not with my physical eyes, but like in the spirit, I'm seeing like flames behind his head, like as if someone had turned a flamethrower on. And I just it's like I'm seeing this and I can't, you know, I think God uses in order for us to see in the spirit. A lot of times, sometimes we see it with our natural eyes. You know, I know people see angels and demons sometimes, but a lot of times it's like you have God uses your imagination, you know, or he uses a thought or he uses a feeling. He'll use something in your soul, you know, or in your mind to help you understand what's going on in the spirit. Right. And so this I I could not get this out of my head where it's like I just every time I look over, the only thing it's like I could focus on was I'm seeing this fire behind his head. Right. And if I did not know 
what God was saying in that moment through that, I could have assumed anything. You know, I could have said, I could have thought, oh my gosh, I need to get my friend saved because that's hellfire, right? Like, I, yeah. it's like, how would I, how do I know what, what's going on? And it's like the discerning of spirits, not just the discerning of what is God saying in the moment here, and which, you know, could be considered prophecy, but also what's happening in my friend's life right now? You know, like, is this God? Is this the enemy attacking him? You know, is that what's happening? Is this God like telling him to repent? Is this God telling, encouraging him? You know, and so in that moment, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I don't know what this is, you know? And I said, Lord, I need your help. Like, what are you saying through this? Like, what, what, what is this? Like, what am, why am I seeing this? And I heard the Holy Spirit say the, the fires of adversity, you know, and the Lord gave me this, you know, very encouraging, I believe, prophetic word to share with him about that some of the, the difficulties he was going through. And it feels like he's in the middle of the flames, but God was going to, you know, be with him in the middle of that and stuff. And, you know, it's like, if I had jumped the gun, I could have, I could have steered way off in the wrong direction, right? Like if I had jumped the gun and gone off. And so this is like the, you know, uber spiritual version of discerning of spirits, right? Like, but there is a very practical, like every single day, ordinary version of this gift that God gives us. That's, that is spiritual. It is a gift from the Holy Spirit, but it's for me when I'm sitting in front of my TV, right? Or it's for me when I'm scrolling, honestly, scrolling through TikTok or whatever. I don't, I don't use TikTok, but you know, like whatever Instagram or whatever it's, it's for me when my kids bring home a new book from the library, you know, it's like, it's like there is this gift that God has given us. It's for me when I decide, am I going to invite this friend into that very close friend group in my life? Or do I need to keep some boundaries here, right? Right. Like, like there's all these questions of like, how do I live my life in this way that's not just going to be pleasing to God, but is going to be using wisdom, you know, and, and to know, is this something that's going to influence me for good or for evil? Mm-hmm. And that gift that God has given us is the discerning of spirits. A lot of times in, you know, in, in the Christian culture, we'll refer to this as just plain discernment, right? Yeah. Which I believe that could, you know, that could lean sometimes more towards wisdom, which is also from God. You know, so I think we need to distinguish the difference a little bit. Um, But also, I think discernment a lot of times can lean the same direction and can be referring to the discerning of spirits, which actually covers a lot of grounds, not just, you know, here's this spirit, here's that spirit. But it's 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 talking about what is the spirit behind something could be an object, could be a teaching, an ideology, could be a belief, could be entertainment, you know, all sorts of things. Oh, yeah. What's the spirit behind a person, right? Like what, what's motivating this? What, what was, what was the originating thought here? Where did it come from? Did it come from God or did it come from the devil, you know, or did, or did it just come from a, a human mind? Right? So this is, uh, we're going to get into all of this. And I believe this is going to be very helpful, helpful for some people. And for some people listening, you're already doing this and you just didn't know what it was. And it may help to understand this is not just my intuition speaking. This is the Holy Spirit helping me. And, and, and to be able to tell the difference, because I think sometimes we lean into intuition and think this is God giving me discernment. And it may not be, you know, it may just be, this is how I feel about it. You know, so we need to, we need to be able to distinguish the difference between those two things as well. So this is 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, but verses 4 through 11 talks about the different gifts of the Spirit. And uh, it's start, starting in verse uh, seven, it says, but to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. So every Christian can receive gifts of the spirit. Every Christian can walk in the gifts of the spirit. 
And if we jump ahead to verse 11, it says, but one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he wills. So we work these things by the power of the Holy Spirit and also by the will of the Holy Spirit. So it's, it's his will. It's not our will. Yet at the same time, God, when he gives a gift and he essentially signs off on it, you know, in, in some cases, all, it, all that's left for us to do to walk in that gift is just say yes and take that step of faith especially if we know this is what God is doing. Okay, so this is what verse eight says. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge according to the same spirit, and, and to another faith by the same spirit, and to other another gifts of healing by one spirit, and to another the effecting of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of spirits. And then we've got tongues, the interpretation of tongues, so forth. And a lot of uh, translations actually say the, the discerning of spirits, which is, is where we connect that, that word discernment, you know, and then other, another translation says the discernment of spirits specifically. Um, this is what the New Living Translation says, 1 Corinthians 12, 10. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. So specifically in this translation, we can see that there's, it's not just, like, oh, I'm seeing this vision and this is an angel I'm seeing or this is a demon. You know, I mean, uh, we're actually warned in scripture, the devil comes as an angel of light. So that is that is good to know. You know, am I seeing like, you know, if if let's say you see an angel one day, it's like, am I seeing a, an actual angel right. now? This the Don't devil? assume its intentions are good. Right. It's yeah. like what if like we need God's help, help to be able to discern. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there is an aspect of it that is very spiritual in that sense. But there's also this practical aspect of, it, you know, the, where it says he gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. What are the messages that we're hearing in today's culture, to, you know, and are they coming from God or are they coming from the enemy's camp? What's the origin behind the message? And, and these messages are being preached all over the place, you know, like they're being preached um, on Sunday mornings, like which a lot of times are good and from the spirit of God, right? Every once in a while, if you visit enough churches, you'll find one that's not, you know, and you're like, wow, what's going on here? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like we do, we do need to be careful with what we're listening to. Um, They're being preached through the, the phone screens, you know, like through, through our apps and our, our screens and, and they're being preached through the TV. They're being preached through the podcast. They're being, the messages are being preached uh, through our friends, you know, like all over the place at, in our workspaces. Sometimes, yeah. unfortunately, through the person that we're working under that, you know, is taking advantage of that position to be able to to share their ideology, you know, like in, in a negative way. So it's like there's a there's a lot of places that these messages are being preached. And I know everyone listening knows what I'm talking about or has experienced at least one or two of those. So how do we know where the message right. is from? Right. Yeah. How do we know? How do we know (laughs) what to listen to, what not to listen to? And here's the second question that comes underneath that. Once we know, what do we do with that knowledge? How do we know what to do about it? You know, is it, do we rebuke it? (laughs) Do we pray against it? Do we ignore it? Do we flee? Do we run away from it? Like, how do we know? I believe all of this is wrapped up in the gift of the discerning of spirits. So here, here are a few things that the, the, the gift actually helps us to, to understand and, and that it actually helps to reveal. Number one, it reveals supernaturally when the Holy Spirit is present and when demonic spirits are present. So the Holy Spirit is always present, right? Especially with believers. He lives, he lives in us. Like we have the Holy Spirit. But is this, I'm specifically saying, is this manifestation that I'm seeing or experiencing 
or feeling or sensing, is that the Holy Spirit? Is he present in this work, in this evidence, or is this a demonic spirit that's present here, right? Is, is, is that what this is coming from? Um, the second thing it reveals is the spirit behind an, ag an agenda or an ideology or an item. So we've talked about that. Number three is it doesn't judge outward. So when, when we are revealed something through the Holy Spirit, God is not looking at the outside. You know, the word says that man looks at the outside, but God looks at the heart, right? It's like the Holy Spirit can give us judgment without knowledge. So a lot of times we base okay. our judgments on what we know or what we perceive and the Holy Spirit can give us understanding or, or the ability to judge something without knowing why we're yeah. judging it that way. Mm -hmm. You know, so here's, here's a good example. Um, I was uh, watching a service. Uh, um, this was years ago. I think I've shared this before actually, but um, where, where, you know, people are getting prayed for and they're, they're falling over. And I was not, I was not used to that at all. Right. Like, and I'm not saying it's always God. I think, you know, people can, you know, do that just to, just to do it. But, yeah. but I believe God can do that. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's happened to me at one time, not, not more than one time, but one time it's happened to me. So I'm like, okay, I know this is real, but, but, you know, I was watching the service where the gospel's being preached, the people are worshiping the Lord, right. People are coming up to the altar to get saved. And then people start getting prayed for and they're falling out. Right. And I'm like, this is uncomfortable to me. And my normal judgment at that time was that can't be God because right. God doesn't do that kind of thing. So I was judging from the outside appearance, you know, and then I stopped and I asked the Lord and I said, because because it wasn't making sense to me because I'm like, well, the gospel's being preached. People are re repenting. People are getting saved like and it's like, and they just had like an hour long service of worship. I'm like, and, but yet now suddenly the devil's able to intercept uh -huh. this service yeah. somehow, yeah. you know, and that's where I'm starting to get confused with my yeah. judgment. Right. And I just said, Holy spirit, like, I need to know if this is you or not, yeah. you know, or if this is something else, mm -hmm. because, you know, like, I, I don't know, like, I don't know what judgment to make. And when I humbled myself in that moment and I said, Lord, I need to know. I heard the Holy Spirit say so clear, clearly. He said, Troy, this is all me. Wow. Like yeah. so clear. And I was just like, whoa. You know, and it yeah. changed my perspective That's completely so good. in that well, second. Think, yeah. And I th I'm, I'm glad you told that story because something I've said on the show often is just because something makes you uncomfortable doesn't mean it's wrong. And so having that discernment and being able to ask God and not be like, not going into it with kind of any, any preconceived answer. So you go, right. this is wrong. God, tell me I'm right. That's the only acceptable answer is to tell me I'm right. You know, and I've, I've been in those situations before where I've done that. And I had a very similar experience with people falling out. I was like, God, you know, you know, you know how I feel about this. You know, I think it's fake. <laughs> and then I, I, that same, that same service, I said, but if this is a way that you want to connect with me, that's what I want. I want to connect with you. That's what I want. And, uh, and I, I remember I, I've guy came up to me and he was praying for people and he didn't even, he didn't even lay his hands on me and I started falling down. And I, I, in that moment I was like, okay, this is legit. <laughs> I was like, I'm in this like freak out moment. I'm like, it's real, you know? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. It, it, it's just, it's so easy to fall into the trap of this makes me uncomfortable and I'm not used to it and I've never experienced it, you know, and therefore I'm, that's going to lead me to this conclusion. Yep. 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 
you know, and it's just, it's not the way that the Holy Spirit always works. Right. And we see this time and time again in scripture. You know, I think a lot of times scripture is used, uh, especially, you know, from ministries that would label themselves as discernment ministries. So we have a lot of, you know, these ministries popping up nowadays where it's like, I'm a discernment ministry and I'm here to, you know, discern. And it's like, well, like, you know, that's really not one of the gifts. You know, it's like they almost present it that way. Like that's what they're called to do. And I'm like, well, I think, I think, you know, you may be referring to the gift of the discerning of spirits and you're not all the way there yet. You know, and I'm not saying every discernment ministry is bad, but you know, it's just that idea of like, I'm, I'm here to discern, but oftentimes what happens is the scripture is used to caution, you know, and to judge things prematurely is what ends up happening. And so it's, it's not really, godly discernment it's 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 man made discernment it's 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 you know it's like the discernment of people in that moment uh, and it and it has a lot to do with caution and almost and fear of well what if this is not god you know and it's like should we have that the fear of the lord should we care you know if something is, is from god or not absolutely you know it's like uh, it should be one of the deepest desires of our heart to honor god in everything we do and to and to not wander away from the will of god right and to not ever go into anything demonic you know it's like it's like those those things should there should be no place for that kind of thing in our lives in our heart but does that mean we walk around with a fear of anything that we've never experienced before and we're so afraid of it that we're not even willing to pray about it you know it's like i don't think so you know i think that's what the discerning of spirits is for it it moves that process from you know being a three-year-long process of praying and like god is this you is this not you too God just gives you the answer, you know, like he reveals it to you in one way or another. So this is the fourth thing uh, that the gift of discerning of spirits does is uh, it comes with the knowledge of what to do. And and, I, and just for me personally, what I've seen is like this uh, probably applies more often, slightly more often in the ministry context, you know, especially like if you're, you know, if you're ministering and somebody starts to manifest like, what do I do about that? You know, is this, is this a demonic manifestation? Is this the power of God hitting them? You know, like, do I stop the service? And do I, you know, do I pray over this person? Do I bless what God is doing? Like, I, like, what do I do in this moment? And the gift of discerning of spirits is going to be very helpful, you know, to know what is happening first off and what do I do or do I not do anything? You know, like what, 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 what should I do in this moment? Um, and then also I think for you know, people not involved in ministry where they're going to experience that kind of thing. What do I do about this thing that God is revealing to me? You know, like here, here's an example. Um, back in college, I, I bought this game and when I bought it, I'm standing in Walmart and I'm like, I'm going to buy this game. And he used literally all of my money to buy this video game because I was a college student. I didn't have yes. any money. Yeah, and I was like, here's that. the rest of my money <laughs> for the rest of the month. I'm going to spend on this game. Right. And then I'm going to be penniless. And I bought this game and I start playing it on my laptop in my room. And that night I had like really bad night terrors, mm. you know, like really. And this was at like post getting saved, getting filled with the spirit. And I'm, you know, I'm having, and I typically would not have any, any bad dreams or nightmares at, at all. And I, so I suddenly start to have these really bad nightmares. And every single night that week, I'm having these horrible nightmares so much so that I, Every time I would fall asleep, I would start to have the nightmares again. And wow. I literally would get almost no sleep because it's just wow. like constant. And I finally woke up one night, you know, like feeling terrible. Like, and, and it's like I could literally sense like an evil presence, you know, like in the room. Like, it's like I could feel like 
something that was not right. You know, it's just like I sense something not right. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And I finally started to pray about it. And I said, Lord, what is this? You know, and that was after praying against it and rebuking it, you know, and like reading the Bible, getting up and reading the Bible and then trying to go back to bed. And it was like, nothing seems to be working. Right. And I said, Holy Spirit, what is this? You know, and the gift of discerning of spirits of like is, is what God used to help reveal to me, like not just what it was, but what do I need to do about it? And suddenly it was like the Lord just showed me like this game that you bought is demonic and you need to throw it away. And I'm just, I'm laying in bed and it was like, it became so clear to me after I prayed about it, you know, it was just like, Oh my gosh, I got up out of bed. I grabbed the game. I felt bad because I was like, I literally spent all my money on this thing, mm-hmm. you know, and and in that moment, I'm like, can I just sell this to one of my friends and then get my money back from it? You know, and I'm like, no, uh-huh. I need to throw it away. That's what God oh, told yeah. me to do. <laughs> yep. I yep. went out to the lobby of my dorm. I threw it in, in the trash. I went back to bed and all the night terrors were completely done. Yep. Completely gone. Dude, I've had very similar experiences. There was one time when and, and sometimes it's like it's interesting because sometimes what I found with myself as I've walked in this gifting is I will, uh, God will be focused in on one specific area of just like, Hey, let's, let's work on this. And then, um, I deal with that or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden things that didn't bother me before suddenly start bothering me. Um, and they can be things in my home. And so there was like one, well, okay. I'll, I've talked about this story before, but I haven't said what the franchise was. This was several years ago now, but I used to love the the Alien franchise. So there's like those movies, Alien, Aliens, and I have people be like, oh, that's so evil. At the time, I didn't see anything wrong with it. And uh, it, which is weird because in the 90s, they, <laughs> they marketed the Aliens movie, the movie Aliens, they marketed it to children. It was all they released all these toys and so and I, I'm a big science fiction fan so I just loved like the sci-fi aspect of it um, but then my curiosity for that movie as a second grader in, increased it's a rated R movie um, and, uh, and, and in hindsight I could look and be like it, it's just like I was totally conditioned to to like this thing and yeah and so I had it in my um, uh, I had a couple of the movies. And um, I didn't see anything wrong with it because I didn't really feel any conviction about it. But suddenly God was working on another area. And then suddenly I would wake up in the middle of the night with this just really gross feeling uh, like two o'clock, three o'clock, feel this really gross feeling. And I kept seeing the one of the covers had um, of the movies has like the face of one of the aliens on it. And I kept seeing that in my head. And I was like, no, God, I've never had an issue with this before. That's not what it is. And I kept like trying to like find excuse, excuses or trying to justify it. Cause I was like, I haven't had an issue before. Like, I don't know. That's not what it is, but mm-hmm. it happened. Like I haven't like, I think like three consecutive nights in a row. And I kept seeing that as I would wake up, I kept seeing the face of that. And I said, God, you want me to get rid of these? Don't you? And he's like, yeah. And so I did same thing. Stopped. It stopped yeah. and it wasn't even like oh well we'll just give them to give them to someone who i know likes them you know would be interested it was no throw them away yeah and uh and so um 
Yeah, same thing, man. Same exact thing. Yeah, and I think I want to I want to kind of before we move on to the next thing, I want to kind of do like sort of a side note here. I think what can happen right here is as soon as people start understanding, and this is kind of what happened to me, as soon as I started understanding that there were spiritual forces behind things like items, like ideologies, like entertainment, you know, in some cases there was, you know, it's like there is, there is this pull toward, toward evil, toward good, you know, toward the Lord, away from the Lord. It's like, I started to make lists of things that are good and things that are bad. And I stayed as far away from those lists as possible, you know, and that's something that the Holy spirit doesn't want us to do hmm. because it, it would be very easy for me in that time to say, okay, well I bought this video game and it opened this door. So all video games are bad, you right. know, and to say you have to stay away from all video games or like for you to say all sci-fi is bad, you know, or whatever. Right. right and it's right. like, it's not the case, you know, right. and this is actually what second Corinthians three, five through six says. And for anyone who has gone down that, that path, this may help you. Um, it says our adequacy is from God who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. So when we are, when we, when we say here, I'm going to make this list of things, you know that and i'm just going to out of fear stay away from all of them just in case what we're doing is we're actually cutting ourselves off to an extent from that personal relationship the holy spirit wants to have with us regarding those things you know that personal interaction like the the lord doesn't want us to control our lives through fear he wants us to submit our lives to the holy spirit and if something's wrong there's this trust that says hey i'm not afraid but if, if I do cross the line, you know, if, if there is something wrong, the Holy Spirit is going to show me and I'm oh, open yeah. to that, you know, and yeah. I'm willing to listen, you know, and that's that gives life. That's a life giving perspective of I'm trusting God to put his hands around me. You know, it's like uh, my son, Julian, um, runs out in the yard and I just killed all the ants in the yard. But for a little while, I was like not getting around to it. And so I would be like, oh, wait, we've, we haven't killed the ants yet. You know, and so he would run right up to the ant piles. And I'm literally like, he's almost two. So I would literally just put my arm out and kind of like redirect him, you know, like, let's not run through that ant pile, son. You know, he doesn't know what he's running through. So like, and, and it's like, I just kind of redirect him a little bit. And it's like, that's what God does for us when we're listening, when we're willing to listen. It's like, instead of us making our whole life about avoiding anthills, we can just stay near to him, you know, and that's life giving versus the the letter of the law in a sense that kills uh, that that idea of like putting that weight back on our shoulders and us being the ones controlling our our destiny you know our controlling yeah. our lives controlling every little thing it's like my trying to control thing. other people too but based right. off our own conviction that's a whole nother thing is like well i had a conviction about this so everybody should have a conviction about this and you can educate people hey this is what i found out this is all but then you need to like there, you can't be the Holy Spirit for people, you know, right. and I think that's a hard thing. That was a hard lesson for me to learn because then I ended up just like, like putting strain in relationships because I was like, don't do this. And I'm going to be here to make sure you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so easy. You know, it's so easy to fall into that. And I think yeah. that kind of that kind of comes from the uh, it's honestly Second Corinthians three, five through six that I just read kind of answers that same question, that same problem. You know, it's like, if I'm putting the letter of the law upon myself, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to control everything for myself, I'm naturally going to do that for other people as well, because I'm under this weight that I can't bear. 
you know, and it's like, how do you, how do you like cope with that sometimes? As long as you know that someone else is there with you, you're okay with it. You know, it's like, Hey, I'm going through this. So you'd better be going through this too. You know, like, cause I feel bad right now. And, and the difference is the life, the life giving spirit, the Holy spirit, the difference is, Hey, I'm experiencing freedom in the Lord. And I want you to experience that as well. Like it's just a 110% difference. Like, like I want you to, I want you to be free as well, you know? And that could be like, like, yeah, warning somebody if the Lord gives you, you know, like it prompts you to do that. Sure. Like definitely, you know, in love, Jesus says, or the word says, speak the truth in love. It's like, if the Lord wants you to do that, do it, you know, but there are some times where it's better just to wait, to pray and to let the Holy Spirit kind of begin to reveal that to someone, especially if you know, it's not going to be received in a good way, you know, then there, right. but we do need to, you know. Going back to the whole idea of discernment and, and the wisdom side of discernment, we need to use wisdom, you know, to be able to make that decision and 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 to listen to the Lord, too. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask this question. Why should we desire the gift? Why? Why should we desire? And there's just a very simple answer. First Corinthians 14, one, um, you know, because I think it could be. Uh, some people could look at this gift and say, well, I don't need that because I'm not in ministry, you know, or or I don't you know, it's like I don't. Uh, I'm not even inter interested in things that could fall into that category. So I don't, I don't need this gift, but we honestly, it's like every person needs to be able to discern with the Lord's discernment because nobody is living inside of an idealistic world. Like we are all living in a, you know, the, a, a sin filled world. And it's like, even if we go out of our house and interact with somebody, we need to be able to, to, to be able to use this gift at certain times. So First Corinthians 14, one says, pursue love, yet earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So the emphasis in this verse is on prophecy, but it says earnestly desire spiritual gifts. We, we should naturally have as Christians under the new nature of Jesus Christ, we should have this earnest desire. And I think, you know, for the spiritual gifts, and I think sometimes it's like it starts to feel like, oh, I'm just coveting power or I'm just, you know, I'm being I'm trying to be too spiritual or or, well, I don't want to, like, assume that God wants to give me that. But Paul says, earnestly desire spiritual gifts. You know, it's like, it's okay to earnestly desire this. And in fact, we should, you know, and, and, and I've had to like change my thinking about this over the years, you know, and I'm, I still am. The Lord's still working on me about this because every time I read this verse, I go again, I go, wait, is it okay to earnestly desire spiritual gifts? You know, like, and I'm like, well, right. it is, it says it right there, you know? And, and, and it's like, we, we just need to let our minds be renewed about this. You know, like every time we start thinking that direction. We need to get back into the word and let the Holy Spirit remind us like, no, this is a good thing. This is a good gift. God gives good gifts and he's given these gifts to his people for a reason. And here's the amazing thing about it is when we walk by faith, we don't even we don't even have to. Know all there is to know about all the gifts, you know, we don't even have to have all the knowledge. We don't have to have all the experience. We just have to be responsive to the Holy Spirit, you right. know, and we may start walking in a gift we don't even understand, you know, like where we don't even realize what's happening, but we're just responding to the Lord. And and just like I said, you know, as the Spirit wills, it's like God knows what we need when we need it. Like, you know, we may be praying for a specific gift, like, Lord, give me this gift, give me this gift. And God might be saying, well, it's not it's not the right time for that. This is actually what you need right now over here, you know, and it's like, but we need we just need to be walking by faith and being responsive to the Lord. <clears throat> so good. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to point out, and maybe you're going to talk about this later, but um, it, it, in regards to kind of highlighting things to you, like, hey, oh, you know, it was the game or, hey, it was the movies or, 
uh, hey, stop hanging out with this person or hey, stop watching this or whatever, whatever the case may be. There are also times, and I know several people this has happened to, it's happened to me as well, where God will ask you to stop doing something or watching something. And then I made the assumption it was bad because, and sometimes it could be something that isn't bad. Um, mm -hmm. And then I, I then go, oh, oh, that's bad. And then it kind of like you were talking about that snowball effect of like, okay, well, well, God asked me to stop watching playing this game. So all video games are bad, you know, not drawing that kind of a conclusion and, and then suddenly becoming religious based off of it. But the same can be something good where God like, hey, I want you to stop holding off on that for now um, and, and not making the assumption, okay, it's bad. It's bad. So anybody that's doing it, I need to tell them that this is bad when it actually isn't bad, you know? So that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother facet of it as well. Yeah, and I think that comes down, you know, to uh, personal sacrifice versus right. something that actually is evil, you know, because mm -hmm. the Lord may be asking you specifically to not do something for for a season or not do something ever, you know. Like I know the Lord. I mean, Jesus talks about people that you know uh, are celibate, you know, and never get married for the sake of the kingdom. Right. And it's like, I know I don't think God asks very many people to do that, but. I know he he's asked somebody to do it, you know, like yeah, or else it wouldn't be in, it wouldn't be in scripture, you know. Yeah. So it's like just because one person has a conviction, though, you know, doesn't mean that the the thing that the the conviction is it's like the leading of the Lord for them. It's what God has asked them to do. They're it's not that they're convicted of evil; they're convicted of what the Holy Spirit. They're convicted of good in that moment, you know. They're convicted of what the Holy Spirit has asked them to do, but that doesn't mean that that thing is necessarily wrong for other people to do, you know? And I mean, Paul talks a lot about this in first um, Corinthians chapter eight, where he talks about the meat that's been sacrificed to idols, you know? And it's like, honestly, I, I think we spend as the church. Sometimes we can spend so much time focusing on staying away from things that are evil, that we almost undervalue the freedom that we have in Christ. And we almost undervalue the, authority of jesus christ walking with us you know and and here's the crazy thing yes. um some people don't realize what paul was saying there what he was actually saying was when you are eating this meat that someone previously sacrificed to idols because you're no longer serving those spirits you're no longer serving the spirits behind those idols it's it's as if there wasn't even an idol there. He's saying there there these false gods are not even real gods. Like there's nothing there. It's it's demons, and those demons are not attached to you anymore. You know they have no influence over you. You don't have to worry about it. Like and in in under the modern church, I think sometimes there's so much fear of like the demonic, and there's so much fear of demons rubbing off on on you off of an object or off yeah. of a place or something. It's like. Oh no, I can't walk down this aisle in the store because I'm going to get a demon. You know, or I, I can't. Right. Oh, I accidentally touched that object in my friend's house, and I, I'm so afraid now of you know what may happen. But but Paul is saying you don't have to be afraid of that. You know, like you have freedom in Christ, and that thing has no effect over you. You know, now if the Holy Spirit tells you, like warns you about something, you do it anyways. That's different. You know, that's disobedience. But just just the object itself, there may be a demonic spirit behind it but it doesn't have authority over you because you have authority in Christ Jesus. The, the word says greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. So when there's a spiritual battle happening, you're on the winning side every time yeah. because you've got the greater, 
you've got yeah. the victory living yeah. inside of you. That's it. You know, and now does that mean that you agree with the spirit that's behind that object? No. You know, that's the difference. As soon as you go into the place where that, you know, like just taking first Corinthians chapter eight, as soon as one of the Christians went to the place where they were sacrificing the meat to the idols and they partook of that ritual and they did whatever they were doing there, that now they're agreeing with the spirit behind that practice. And that was wrong. You know, that's not what Paul was saying. He wasn't saying, go do what they're doing. He wasn't saying, you know, approve of what they're doing. He was saying, if if you happen to eat this meat and you didn't realize where it was from and they did all these weird things to it beforehand, saying, you don't have to worry about that. You know, even Jesus, you know, said, you're going to drink deadly poison. It's not going to harm you at all. You know, like you're going to pick up snakes. He's not telling us to go pick up snakes on purpose. You know, but he's saying, if you happen to pick up a snake and you get bit, don't worry about it. You know, like, yeah. and, 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 you know, like, that's what Paul is saying. He's saying, like, you are operating in another kingdom and you do not have to fear the lower kingdom. You don't, you don't have to fear this kingdom that has less authority, right. you know, because you're operating in a place of authority. Um, now, obviously, Paul, First Corinthians chapter 8, comes with all of these, like, small, minute details where he's like, now, if there's another believer that thinks that when, by you eating this meat that you have agreed with that spirit behind that, that practice, then don't do it, you know, because you're going to wound their conscience. Or he's saying, or, you know, uh, you, you also don't, you don't have to argue with people. You don't have to prove yourself. You know, it'd be better for you, like, to not defend it and for someone else not even to know, you know, or for you to not do it at all if it's going right. to, if it's going to wound your brother or sister yep. in Christ. So it's like, it, that doesn't just necessarily mean like, well, I'm going to go, you know, just flippantly like have, I don't know, occult objects around my house or yeah. something like that. It's like, it's like, I'm not going to do that, you know, yeah. because I have freedom in Christ and they're not going to touch me. And it's like, yeah. that's not using wisdom, you know, but, yeah. but the, the point was like, when we're walking in authority, we don't have to be afraid of that kind of thing. We don't have yeah. to be afraid of, of accidentally falling prey to, to demon ideology or to demonic spirits or demonic influence. Um, okay. So this is what Jesus says, Luke 11, 11. He says, now, which of you fathers will, will his son ask for a fish? And instead of a fish, he will give him a snake. He's, he's talking about asking for the Holy spirit here, being filled with the spirit. He's talking about seeking the Lord. And I believe because he's talking about it in the context of the gifts of, of a gift he's talking about in the context of the father a father giving gifts to his child and the the and our father in heaven giving good gifts to those who ask and in some of the gospels he actually doesn't even mention the holy spirit in some of the gospels the way it's it's worded is good gifts to those who yeah. ask. and so to me i connect that directly with the gifts of the spirit you know it's if we're asking for good gifts and we're asking for the holy spirit it's like I, I personally would, would believe that what Jesus is referring to, at least in some way, is the gifts of the Spirit. You know, if we're asking the Father for the gifts of the Spirit, like, we are not going to accidentally, you know, like, get a demon instead. You know, like, we don't have to be afraid of that. And here's the other side of the coin is when we are seeking God in his heart, we don't have to be afraid of accidentally stumbling into something demonic. So, so here's a good example. You know, if, if, if my heart is, man, I really want a godly marriage, right? And my friend who's a Christian says, oh, you need to read this marriage book. It's so good. It, it's really blessed me. And they hand it to me and I start reading it. And by the time I get to, done with the book, I realize this person's not even a Christian. And in fact, they're teaching a different ideology completely. You know, maybe they're, 
I don't know, universalist or maybe they're whatever it is. Like right. maybe, you know, they're from some, uh, some other, you know, sect or cult or something. And it's like, and I, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just read this book. And I was, I was nodding and I was yesing and amening the whole time. And then I got to the end and I realized like, wait a minute, what is this? You know, like, it's like, I don't have to be afraid of that. I just burn my marriage down, you know, by doing that. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Because maybe, maybe the Lord was telling me like, yeah, that's not a good book for you, you know, and I wasn't listening. But if that's the case, his grace is covering that. And I can say, you know what? I'm just not going to agree with anything here that's not from the Lord. You know, anything here that they're trying to to teach that's not based in scripture, that's not based on what God has said. I choose not to agree with that, you know? And it's like, it's as simple as that sometimes where what, what are we agreeing with? Are we agreeing with the spirit behind the book in that instance, you know, or, or, and here's the crazy thing. Sometimes God will ask us to read things or watch things that really don't agree with scripture, right? They like, it is teaching something else in order to understand what is teaching so that we can either teach against it, warn other people or help other people who have believed it, you know? And now I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that's for everybody, you know, but some people are in this place where the Lord's like, I want you to know what, what is being taught here so that you can help the people, you know, that who, who have, have either believed this or are being led down this, that path. That's not for everyone. That's only if the Holy Spirit leads you to do that. But even then, we need to go into that understanding with with the with that discerning of spirits, you know, active with un, with uh, the wisdom of God. Like understanding, I am not going to agree with what I'm about to read or what I'm about to watch, you know, or what I'm about to consume. Like I am not going to agree with this uh, wholeheartedly. Like right. I'm just not, you know. Like uh, I'm understanding that they're coming from a different perspective. And here's what I have to do most of the time when I go go to the theater and I watch a movie that I don't know much about or, you know, which is very rare. Like who has time to go to the theaters nowadays? Anyways, uh, I, I have five kids, so I don't have time to go to the theaters. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So when when I'm going uh, when I'm watching something or if I sit down with my wife, she's like, I really want to watch this movie. And I'm like, all right, I've never heard of it. Let's watch it. You know, it's like I have to go into it, assuming that they're going to be preaching something that is against God's word. Yeah. I have to go into it assuming that now, sometimes I'm delightfully like shocked by, you know, I'm like, Whoa, like, was this guy a Christian that wrote this or something? This is good. You know, like mm-hmm. most of the time, not, you know, most of the time, if something was created with the worldly mindset, it's like, it's going to, it could have some good morals in it. It could, it could have an amazing story, but a lot of times there's at least a few messages behind it that I don't agree with, you sure. know? And I'm like, yeah, mm, yeah no, I like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wholeheartedly agree with that, you know, and we have to go into it a lot of times, assuming that that's, that's what we're going to encounter. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So this, this is an interesting thought because, you know, as I was praying about this, one of the things the Lord led me um, to kind of dig into a little bit in scripture was this idea of like, the fear of going, the fear of getting something wrong, if that makes sense. Like the fear of, like, oh, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and, and I fear uh, like the idea of like, I fear God too much to try this and get it wrong. You know, I think this happens with the gifts a lot of times, you know, where it's like, I don't want to give this word because if I'm wrong, you know, man, I like, I don't want God to like punish me or something. You know, it's like, like, like I'm so afraid of messing it up that I'm never even going to step out and do it. I'm never going to try it. Right. 
And a lot of times that's literally just fighting against the faith that God wants us to walk in. You know, the word says righteous, the righteous will, will live by faith. You know, it says we go from faith to faith. I mean, think about Abraham for a minute, you know, like Abraham, you know, God, it's, it's just the craziest thing in the world, but it's like, God is like literally tells him like to leave his home country, you know, and to go to a place that he doesn't even know. He didn't even know where he's going. And it's like this almost blind faith, but he's he's trusting that this God that he's getting to know is a good God. And he's trusting him that he's telling the truth. Right. And it's like that that's where God wants us to be. And when we're in that place, we can have the fear of the Lord and this overcoming faith at the same time. We can walk in faith and the fear of the Lord at the same time. And the fear of the Lord is not a fear of punishment. You know, it's not. I think sometimes it, it, it gets pushed over into that. The word says. Uh, there is no fear in love because fear involves punishment. Now, what it's saying is Jesus took your punishment on the cross. So you don't have to move forward. The, the fear of God that we have in our lives now, it's not a fear of, oh my gosh, if I accidentally do this, God's going to punish me. You know, it's like, no, Jesus literally took your punishment on the cross. The wages of sin is death. He died for you. He took the wages for your sin. Like he took them, you know? So the, 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 there is no, no more fear in love. It's like perfect love casts out fear. He demonstrated, the word says the, the, that the love of God was demonstrated by Jesus Christ on the cross. Like, this is how God demonstrated his love to us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's how it was demonstrated. It's like, that is why we don't have to be afraid of punishment. Now, can there be consequences for sin? Can there be physical consequences? Can there be emotional consequences? Sure. You know, sure, absolutely. So I'm not saying like just oh I'm gonna go sin and like there's not gonna be any consequences. That's not what I'm I'm not I'm not talking about that right. Right, definitely because, don't do that. <laughs> right, the word says uh, you know that the Lord disciplines those He loves. You know like man, if if I like if 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 I could choose between discipline and not discipline, I would choose not discipline. You know what I mean? Like I would choose just to do it right the first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but there's no fear of punishment in the sense of the the consequences for sin have already been taken by Christ on the cross. You know, and so it's like that place of acceptance in the Lord. That's really that's really what it is. Like no matter what mistake I make, I'm accepted in Christ Jesus. Like and I mean, his blood either covers me or it doesn't, you know, like and it does. It absolutely does. I think sometimes we need to whittle it down to that because it can get so I think it can get so we can get so legalistic in our minds where it's like, well, I, I've sinned seven times this week, you know, so like, like, uh -huh, it's like well, maybe that yeah. eighth one, that's going to push me over the edge. Uh -huh, like, yeah, you're no, missing the point. You're missing the point the, of the illustration. Yeah, it's like either the blood of Jesus covers you or it doesn't. You need to make up your mind about it, you know, like, and I, and I know that may sound harsh, but it, it's like, I'm, I'm honestly saying that in a, in a spirit of love. And it's like, for me, it really took sitting down with the word and saying, I'm going to make this decision once and for all. Like I'm going to read the word. And I'm going to find out what it says about the blood of Christ, what it says about his, his death and resurrection, what it says about me as, as, as with my identity in Christ. I know I'm sidetracking here for a second, but it's like, I, when I, when I went through all the verses and I, and I looked at what does it actually say in, in Hebrews, it says, I will remember your sins no more. You know, it's like, what does that mean? Does it mean he's going to remember my sins sometimes? You know, like, does it mean like, it's like, I will remember your sins no more. It's like, what did Jesus's blood really do? Every Christian needs to sit down with the word of God, with the Holy Spirit and, and figure out what the word actually says about it and make that, that determination to stand on what the word says. Like yeah. that, that needs to happen. It, it needs to happen. It's part of maturing in Christ. 
And mm-hmm. it's like, it, it's once, once we get that though, like, you know, and I'm not saying that I have it completely. I don't, you know, like it, that's always like, we're constantly being renewed in the way we think. Right. Yep. So it's like, it is a continual process, but, but it's important, you know, but once we start to see that, then we can, we can understand that I can have the fear of the Lord, meaning I don't want to hurt God's heart. I don't, I don't want to do anything, you know, like I, like I have so much awe and reverence for him, but also so much love for him based on his love for me that, you know, it's almost like uh, if you have a valuable vase, you know, it's like you go over to your friend's house, you're like, Ooh, this is cool. And they're like, yeah, that's neat. Can you bring it into the kitchen for me? And you start walking to the kitchen with this thing. You're like, yeah, you know, and they're like, it costs $50,000. You know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know, like it's like, yeah, you hug that thing. You're like, suddenly you're not carrying it. So like, dude, 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 dude. Yeah. Dude. It's like, I'm not just going to dance around with this. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like any of my friends, I would assume they were kidding. But, you know, it's like if, if suddenly you realize, OK, me and my wife, that's what it was. We were in a store, a rug store one time uh, near Austin, Texas, when we lived down there. And we're in this store. They sell these rugs that are like, you know, five thousand dollars, seven thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. And so I'm like wow, these things are real expensive. We're just in here to look, you know, like we're not yeah. going to buy anything. And, <laughs> I, and I was like, oh, look at these cool like uh, pots that they have on the shelves over here. We go over there and they actually ended up being urns. And we're looking at these urns on the shelves, right? And I'm just like looking at them. I pick up one of the lids and I look at it, you know, and I'm like, I'm like man, these things are cool, you know? And then I like t- turn over one of the price tags and it literally says $50,000 on it. Oh, yeah. One. You know, and suddenly I backed up slowly and I said, Leslie, we need to get out of here right now. <laughs> like I'm scared to just even get close to these things, you know, and it's a whole shelf full of, them. I was like, I am, I am, I am so scared right now. Like I do not even want to touch these things, you know, like that's just, that's, that's uncomfortable. When we value God's heart so much that we don't want to hurt it. It's like, it's like that. It's like, we, it's like, we, we hug it and we, 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 we you know, like, we, we don't want anything to hurt it. Not, you know, it's like nothing, you know, like that's the fear of the Lord. That's more closely what the fear of the Lord looks like under the new covenant covenant than a fear of the wrath of God coming down, you know, because Jesus took that, that wrath on the cross. Oh man. And so there's, there's a lot of misconception, Troy, about prophecy, about uh, you know, so it's like if you give a prophetic word, and I'm sure you are very familiar with this criticism, you give a prophetic word and it doesn't have people put their own timelines on things. Right. So even with prophecy, people are like, OK, they give a prophetic word. All right. And then people sometimes you don't even realize you do it, but you put a timeline on it. It doesn't happen according to the way you thought it would. And you kind of filled in the blanks of the prophecy itself. And yeah. then it doesn't happen. And then you can say, Jeff, you're a false prophet because you didn't say this. And everybody, you need to know this, uh, this person's a false prophet. That's actually not the definition of a false prophet, by the way. But um, right. your heart is to hear God, right? We'll even use you, Troy, for example. Your heart is to know God. Your heart is to hear him accurately. That is going to take time. It, like the yeah. same with the gift of discerning of spirits. I hate to break it to you guys, but you are going to have to go through a process where you're like, I'm feeling something right now and I have no idea what it is. And it, that's it. That's all you felt mm-hmm. like is that you're like, there's something and you don't even get it. I've had, I've had situations where I didn't even have an answer as to like what I was feeling. I'm like, man, I was like feeling something off of that person and I don't know what it was. And yeah. that was it. And that's part of the process of 
but you're listening and you're learning mm-hmm. to hear God. It's like learning another language. And, and it's this, we have this false kind of idea of like, okay, well, I mean, think of it like learning a language where it's like, you're not literally going to go, okay, I'm going to learn Spanish. And suddenly you're like, I read it one thing. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, I know everything now. And I can understand it. No, it hears it. You're going to mess up words. You're going to words that are similar. You're going to say them wrong. And, and that, you know, uh, or, or, or it's going to take time to learn that language. And the gift of discerning the spirits is the same way. And to have grace on ourselves and grace on other people, because like, God wants us to get this. He wants mm-hmm. us to, to understand and hear him accurately. And in a world where there's a lot of noise, that takes time. Yeah. And, and instead of sitting there dragging, a lot of times, though, Troy, I think that a lot of people are in that camp. The people that criticize other people aren't doing it themselves. You know, uh, so if they're criticizing prophecy, they're not prophesying themselves. Right. If they criticize discerning of spirits, they're not actively working out and it does get into that i fear god too much to try and get it wrong like there Mm -hmm. is i think a lot of times people are driven by then they don't realize it right yeah and i think it's just a skewed perspective of the fear of the lord you know but when we understand what it is and we and we come at it from that perspective um that we you know uh, proverbs 9 10 says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom so it's like we that is the starting point is 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 a true fear of the lord and it's it's a desire, you know, I could state it this way. It's a desire to walk in step with his will. You know, that's what it is it's like a desire. Like, I want to be where God is. I want to view this from his perspective. And we when we start from that place, but also we, it's not this fear. You know, it's not this like trembling uh, in the sense of like a fear of getting something wrong. You know, it's like at the same time we are wrapped up in the love of God then we understand he's going to help us through that process the same way a loving father would help their child. You know, it's like they're learning how to walk, you know, they don't get punished when they fall down, they get celebrated, you know, like the, 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 the parents like, yeah, you took a step. Good job. That was, that was awesome. You know, like you've never done that before, you know? And it's like that child may start crying because they fell down, but the, the parent is there to help them, you know, and to pick them back up. And it's a lot of times that's where God is. You know, he's like, he's like, wow, that was, that was a step of faith. Good job. You know, like, that's awesome. Like, I'm excited, you know, and, and we don't see it that way. Sometimes we're like, so here's an example. Okay. So I, you know, I'm not going to go into the whole story, but I was ministering one time and I started to have uh, like a vision of something like, you know, happening in the audience and I didn't respond to it correctly. And I beat myself up over that afterwards. You know, like I was like, I didn't understand what, what I was seeing or why I was seeing it. And, you know, and, what was happening was I was supposed to like, so there was a specific person that needed prayer. Right. And the, somebody standing next to me on the platform runs out, suddenly literally jumps off the stage and runs over there and prays for that person. They knew what was going on. And I was like, I like God was pointing that person out to me, but I didn't know what to do about it. Right. And this lady literally runs out there, you know, like into the audience and like starts praying for that person. And I'm like, later I beat myself up about it. Cause I was like, God was showing me something and I didn't respond to it, you know, like, and, and she, she obviously knew what to do, you know, like, and what the Lord began to teach me was, Hey, you like, you were paying attention to me, you know, like, I'm not upset about this, you know, like you didn't run. That's fine. You didn't go pray for the person. That's fine. I had someone else there to do that. You know, like I was just trying to teach you like how to hear from me in this way. You know, it was, it was literally like, and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like I, instead of getting down on myself, 
So when it comes to like bringing all this back to uh, the gift that we're talking about, which is the discerning of spirits, you know, sometimes we're going to discern wrong, you know, because yeah. Oh, yeah. we're going to go off of our natural desires. We're going to go off of our experience. Right. We've talked a little bit about this, like, oh, well, I, I had to throw this video game away one time. So all video games are bad and y'all are bad because you're playing video games or whatever. It's like we're going off of either our natural desires. We're going off of our experience uh, with God or with things, you know, uh, we could be going off of um, things that we've been taught that are not true. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. like, I mean, when I was uh, gr growing up, you know, I I was in a Christian school. I was taught some things that were great. I was taught other things that were not true. And it was, you know, kind of a probably stemming from a spirit of legalism or something like that. But it's like we can make mistakes when we're trying to walk out uh, this gift. You know, we can make mistakes, but we don't have to get beat. We don't have to beat ourselves up about it. We, we just accept the grace of God. We learn from our mistakes and we let the Lord. We let the Lord uh, bring redemption to those situations. Yeah. You know, and if there's if there's some space, man, I like I really feel uh, just sense from the Lord that um, is if, is it OK if I pray? Is it OK if I pray? for yeah, people? Absolutely. But, but I sense from the Lord right now that there is this light that's being shed right now on some of the ways that and on, on one side of the fence, like some of the ways that people have compromised on certain things. And, and, and it's, this is something where while we've been talking about this, the Lord's been pointing out, Hey, this is that thing that I've been tugging on your heart about, you know, that's not good for you, you know, and now it's becoming clear, you yeah. know, like it's becoming clear right now. And then there's, yeah. and, and that's something that the Lord is, is saying, like, you need to make a decision about this, you know, about what I've been saying to you about it. And on the other side of the fence, I really feel from the Lord, there are some people listening who you've been so, you've been micromanaging the this gift so much that you've tried to control something that the holy spirit was meant to control or you've tried to control other people in a way or even you felt a weight on your own shoulders that you feel like it's too much to bear and i hear the lord saying let that go let that weight go like let the lord be the one who who gives you the wisdom like you don't you don't you don't have to base every decision off of human wisdom the Lord wants to give you the wisdom, but he also wants to give you freedom in Christ. And that freedom is a freedom where you get to walk free of fear. Like, yes, the fear of the Lord, but but free of the fear of making a mistake, free free of fear of, you know, accidentally, uh, you know, like um, doing something that's that's wrong, free of the fear of accidentally agreeing with something that's not from the Lord. Listen, you can accidentally bring something into your house that you are not aware of but you're not going to accidentally agree with a demonic ideology uh, when you're listening to the Holy spirit, you know, like when you're being led by the Lord and, and, and you're in the word, that's not going to be an accidental process. You know, like, like you don't have to be afraid of that. Yeah, you, you, God is protecting you. Yeah. God, God is protecting your mind. He's protecting your belief system. Now, if, if we're spending all our time consuming something that we know is, is not the right belief system and that's all we consume it's eventually going to affect us you know but for a lot of people that's not where you are the the lord is saying you need to be you need to stop being afraid of that accidentally happening and and listen to the holy spirit and walk in the freedom that jesus has for you um so i'm going to pray i want to pray for both for both sides people who feel like they're on both sides and we all are on both sides of this fence at some point you know and maybe for some of us we're we are on both sides right now 
at the same time, you know, but I want to, I want to pray for those listening. Um, let me, let me, let me read this real fast though. James one, two through eight, it says, consider it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its perfect results so that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it, it will be given to him. And then it goes on to talk about asking in faith. But then here, here's uh, amazing. Uh, a couple chapters later, James 4, um, verse 5 says, Or do you think that the scripture says to no purpose, he jealously desires the spirit whom he has made to dwell in us, but he gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and he will come close to you. So when we need wisdom from God, when we need this supernatural understanding that we couldn't come up with on our own and even on our best day, the, the word says, humble yourself and accept it, <laughs> accept it by faith. God is willing and able to give it. And there's situations I, I am going to pray, but I just I'm sensing that there are situations that people, some people listening are going to be in in this next week where you're going to be talking with a loved one or a friend or a family member. And for some people listening, it's going to be a child. It's going to be one of your children. And you're going to have this thought pop up of like, what are we talking about right now? What did they just say? Why do I feel uneasy about this? And I sense the Lord saying in that moment of uneasiness, just stop and pray and ask the Lord what what he's saying, what it means, why you feel that way. The Lord is trying to communicate something to you. And he may give you a, a word of knowledge in that moment. He may give you just some wisdom, you know, a word of wisdom. He may give you just some understanding about what to say or do, you know, or how to pray for them, or if there is something you can do, uh, whatever it is, just be led by the Lord. But the Lord wants to communicate with you in those moments um, so that you have that supernatural understanding of not just what's happening, not just what's behind something, you know, not just what someone is, is believing, but what what should you do about it in that moment? Um, so so let me pray um, for those for those who are on the side where you say, hey, the Lord is there. There's something he's bringing to my mind. This is my encouragement to you is to release that to the Lord. Confess it if you need to, if you've been disobedient in any way and let the Lord cover that. So, Father, I just thank you for your good plan for each and every one of our lives. Lord, I thank you for sending the Holy Spirit for the gifts of the Spirit I thank you for wisdom, divine wisdom, Lord, that there is a supernatural gift of the discerning of spirits that we can use, Lord, that we can operate in by your will because of your grace, that it's not on our shoulders to perfect it. It's not on our shoulders to get really good at it, but it's just up to us to respond to what you're doing in faith, Lord. It's up to us to say yes to you, Holy Spirit, and to be led by you. Jesus, we believe that you are our good shepherd, Lord, that you know us by name, that you call us, and we want to follow after you in every area of life, not just uh, the the spiritual things or the things that are labeled as spiritual, God, but every area of life, our entertainment, Lord, our uh, the books we consume, the things we're learning, God, our careers, our, our relationships, our, our families, Lord, we want to be led by you. And if there's anything, God, that you've been trying to get our attention about that's just not good. It's not healthy for us spiritually, or, or it's not healthy for us in any way, Lord, emotionally or physically or mentally, Lord, as something that you're saying, this is not good. I ask that you would reveal that clearly, Lord, but I also ask for a supernatural trust in your goodness and your provision, Lord, 
that we would not, it would not be hard to let it go, Lord, that we would say, yes, God, I trust that you have something better for me than this. And then we would say, okay, Holy Spirit, whatever you say goes, that's what I want, Lord. And then we would let it go and we would believe, not, not just that, okay, now I'm going into a season of sacrifice, but more than that, that we would believe that, God, you really do have good things for us. You give good gifts to your children. Lord, I ask that you would reveal the joy that comes from saying yes to you. That that joy would just begin to flood people's hearts right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And Lord, for those who would say, hey, I'm on the other side of this. I feel like I've been micromanaging. I feel like I've been controlling or I feel like I've been under a weight of legalism or maybe I've, I've been trying to, to run my family this way or I've been trying to, to, to influence my friends this way or whatever it is or even a ministry, Lord. God, I ask that you would bring clarity right now and that you would divide between soul and spirit, Lord, with your truth, with your word, Lord, between our souls, what, what we want, what we think is right, our natural desires, our natural tendencies, our natural experiences, Lord, and your Holy Spirit and your truth, God. We would be able to see what is from the Holy Spirit and what is just me. What is, what is, from, what is coming from the freedom we have in Christ and what is coming from that spirit of fear and that spirit of control? And Lord, I just ask that you would set people free from that right now. Lord, I ask that you would pour your grace out right now. Holy Spirit, that like the word says, that you'd begin to pour the love of the Father out into people's hearts. The same way that you comfort us, Lord, that we would be able to turn around and comfort others. That we would be able to speak the truth in love, Lord. And if there's anything that Lord, that we're, we're turning away from right now, God, that there would, no, there would be no shame, no condemnation, no guilt left over, Lord, that this would not be something that's hanging over us, but instead there would be freedom in Christ Jesus. There were, the grace of God would just flood every heart right now, and that the peace of God would rule over every single situation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for your purifying fire, God. That's not just, it's not just so that we would walk pure, God. It's not, it's not just to burn away the things that don't belong, Lord, but it's, it's a passion for you. It's a passion and a love for the things of God. That you would just ignite that spark once again in each one of our hearts, God. That we would be so in love with the, the ways of the Holy Spirit, and the things that you have for us, God, that we've been so in love with your plan, Lord, with, with, your, with your son, Lord, who leads us into all that you have for us, God. That we wouldn't even be tempted to go the other way. We wouldn't be, even be tempted to go off course, Lord. That we would just constantly be saying yes, 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 out of response to your amazing love and your amazing grace. Thank you. In Jesus' name that I, I pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, something that I was thinking about while you're praying is uh, 
obviously there's going to be serious things that you discern, but ultimately it's, it's unto something, right? And so I've actually found that, that it's actually fun. Even when I'm, even when I'm dealing with heavy things, uh, it's fun interacting with the Lord and the fact that he trusts me and that, that he's, as I've been patient with myself and not beat myself up, maybe I discerned something wrong, which has happened uh, a, a couple of times uh, that he's good and that he, like, he wants to interact with us in that way. And so it's actually fun. Like, it's like, well, I just heard from God, like, I just got Intel on something that like, I don't even know what this is. And sometimes like you'll hear stuff and, and you don't even get any more than, Hey, walk away from that. Hey, and sometimes it's after the fact, once I'm like, okay, uh, all right, do that. And then, and then afterwards he tells me what it was and that informs me how to pray. Right. So like a, a good example would be, uh, I was in target a couple of years ago and I think it was like two years ago and, and, and it was around Halloween and I was walking around and I felt super nauseous and super dizzy all of a sudden. And I was like, oh man, like, what in the world is that? And I, I immediately asked the Lord, I said, what is this? And he said, witchcraft. And then mm. I was like looking around to see if there was anything around me. And there was a s- actual spell book right next to me. So then I actually, that informed me how to pray. And I started praying. I was like, God, they, they will reap what they sow with this. And I, I pray that, 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 that isn't hindered that, that they see the repercussions of them messing with this. Look what's happening with target right now. I'm not saying that I'm the only person that prayed, or my prayers were the ones that caused them to lose $9 billion recently. There are a lot of people that God has been speaking that to. But that's a good example of like that. Yeah. Me how to pray. So I then I began to pray against that and also praying that they will see what happens when they meddle in this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they did. And they are, you know, and and they will continue to if they continue to double down on being dumb like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, Troy, this is really good. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. I've been, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed sharing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really, really good. So, um, share this video with people. I think the more people that can really get educated on this subject and honestly to get set free from, from condemnation of other people or themselves, and honestly to that, that condemnation against other people, like I said earlier, often starts inside you Mm -hmm. and then you know um and just having compassion on people uh but yeah the more people that can get educated on this i think it's you know and and realizing that it's a good thing to desire this gift pursue this gift and ask god for this gift um the better the more people we have just you know operating in this gift of discerning the spirits the better so uh troy uh how can people follow you and all the amazing stuff you're doing yeah, so I'm on YouTube. Uh, I've got a channel called Troy Black. I also have a, another channel called The Mysterious Truth. And then I have a third channel called Troy Goes Fishing, which I'm going to be revamping pretty soon. Um, it's not going away, but I just haven't posted there in a while. Uh, and then also TroyBlackVideos.com. Yeah. There we go, everybody. Uh, go ahead and give him a follow. He's always posting really good content. Troy, thank you so much, man. This was great. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Everybody have a blessed week. And remember, we are not going to be having a show on Monday, but we'll be back on Tuesday, May 30th with John Rutke, who uh, 
is awesome. This guy's awesome. He he was a part of the original Jesus movement. Now he's working with Jesus Gathering and Jesus Movement 2.0. He's got a lot of wisdom on um, how to do things differently than what they did back then. Him being a baby boomer himself, uh, just has a lot of wisdom and insight, especially with all the amazing things God is doing. Uh, also, he was Lonnie Frisbee's roommate, uh, and they did a lot of ministry together. So he's got a lot of uh, really interesting insight into that. Um, so uh, I'm really looking forward to having him on the show. So that's going to be at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday, May 30th. Have a blessed weekend. Uh, have a blessed three-day weekend for those of you that get a three-day weekend. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. 